Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins. Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my goodness. So many of you have sent me DMs asking me when this podcast was coming back because it's been about a three month hiatus. And I'm, I am sorry that I have basically said nothing and just kind of dropped off, especially those of you that only listen to the podcast, which I know there are some of you that like found me through the podcast. So apologies to all of you that like I am your Tuesday weekly, let's get together and talk about some stuff. Um, I do genuinely feel bad for just like dropping off the face of the earth and saying nothing, but I kind of wanted to use today's episode to give you somewhat of a recap and talk about kind of where I've been. And then the following weeks, we're going to be getting into more of our usual content, you know, spirituality, manifestation, wellness, um, psychology, sometimes, you know, it's kind of just a whatever. This is like the authentic thoughts of my brain that come out. And also my cat meaties, he is a Gemini I don't know if I've said this, maybe. And he just loves to talk. Like, if my husband and I are in the same room, which my husband went back to the office finally, but um, if we're in the same room talking, Medes will wake up out of a dead sleep. And his name's Archimedes. We call him Medes for short. And he will run into the room and just start, like, screaming because he wants to talk too. Um, And, you know, he hears us filling up spaces all day talking, so I can't really be mad at him. But uh, if you hear meowing in the background, you can almost always guarantee that it is my Gemini son, Medes, just chatting up a storm. So he is here. He is active. Um, I have given him all the attention in the world this morning. And he still is just very chatty today. He is not ready to lay down and take naps. So um, you might just hear him. So I can hear him. I don't know if you'll be able to catch it in the audio or not. But through my headphones that I think are quite good at blocking sound, I can hear him. So just be advised. You might hear some cat sounds. And that's why. So... Um, I mostly wanted to do this episode because number one, many of you over on Instagram, when I asked for Q&A questions, which there will be a Q&A episode coming up soon, or like this month, we'll be doing one that will have a video segment with it. But uh, many of you actually asked that you just wanted to know how I was because even on social media, I don't really post that frequently. I don't have a Twitter anymore. Uh, When I post on my Instagram, it's horoscopes or like here and there I'll post like little silly like reels and stuff but it's nothing that is so formal like I maybe used to do so um, that's just been better for me all around doing it that way and many of you just wanted to know how I was so I thought I could use this episode to kind of talk about where I've been what's new what's to come all this exciting stuff that's been going on in my life and I wanted to talk about this mainly because I know many of you have Saturn in Aquarius and you're going through your Saturn return or your second Saturn return or maybe you have Saturn in Pisces or um, even Aries and you're kind of wanting to be a little more prepared to what to expect for that and so I think it's been kind of fun, especially this year and last year as Aries or Aries as Aquarius or Saturn rather moved into the sign of Aquarius. It's been really fun for me to kind of talk about the workings of my life and what I feel like is 
basically contributing from that. Because yes, I still have free agency to make decisions over my life, but I do personally believe that as above, so below. And I believe that that planetary energy does affect us. So I like giving these updates just to kind of tell you what has been happening. And I have to say, I feel like as far as Saturn returns go, it kind of has been like an up and down. Like there have been points where I've been like, oh my gosh, what the fuck am I even doing? And then there have been other times where I've just been like so riding a high that is so in alignment with where my Saturn sits. So for those of you that don't know, and if I haven't expressed it, I'm sure I have, but uh, I'm Saturn and Aquarius in the second house. And I'm not going to go over like what Saturn even necessarily like how that transit works, because I've talked about it in past episodes. But Saturn in the second house, the second house is the house of Taurus, which is like personal finance assets. And oftentimes I have come to find anyways, that your Saturn placement, because it takes so long to transit back, like it takes like almost 30 years per person to come back to where it was originally when like from where it was when you were born, basically, it takes about 30 years. So 28 to 30 years, somewhere in there. But I feel like with Saturn in the second, um, like where Saturn is, it, it can kind of make you a late bloomer in that house. Like wherever that house is, it's something that you haven't fully obtained yet because these 30 years have been like the buildup to that. And I got to tell you, I feel like I have been extremely and divinely blessed so far. It hasn't been all an easy road and I'm not trying to give you that impression, but I have been extremely blessed so far during my Saturn return as to how that has shifted my life for the better. And I've talked about this before on the podcast as well, that I feel like I spent all of my 20s literally below the poverty line. Like if I actually looked at the income I was making, no matter how I was spending it, which maybe wasn't even the smartest, I technically lived below the poverty line. And even for like my area, which I feel like is a relatively cheap area to live in. Like I spent literally all of my twenties fighting to make my ends meet. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm not having to do that anymore. I'm at a point where, and because the second house, which is where my Saturn sits is all ruled. Like it's all going into this place of personal finance and assets. So I feel like that is really what has shifted for me. And I guess if I could give you something like when it comes to Saturn returns with preparing, always look to the house that your Saturn sits in and ask yourself where you feel like you are in that area of life. Like just to give you a brief rundown, the first house is going to be the house of the self. So it's all about you, your personal image, your own confidence. The second house is finances and assets. The third house is your communications and like your relationships in group settings. Um, technically the 11th house is a little bit about that too. Uh, your fourth house is going to be your home, your family, your hearth, etc. The fifth house is going to be creativity, your self-expression, sometimes children even. The sixth house is going to be your personal health and also how you provide service to others. Um, your seventh house is the house of partnerships. So this can be business partnerships or romantic partnerships. Uh, a lot of people that I've noticed, at least even in my own family, because I've come from a huge family and I've talked about this, like dissecting their charts, like family. I don't know if y'all listen to these podcasts and I'd be shocked if you did, but I am always reading y'all for the filth. You guys 
excuse me, you all are my like guinea pigs. Like I read my family's charts for the filth, especially when I can look back on history because I'm the youngest of seven kids. And so I can look and see where all these people were at that time in their life and what their Saturn return was like. And there are people in my family that have their Saturn in the seventh house that their relationships just all went belly up and like long relationships sometimes too. So interesting stuff. And that doesn't mean that that's what's going to happen to you. You can be in a committed relationship. I have a friend that their Saturn was in the seventh house in Capricorn and they're still in their relationship, but it was a really hard adjustment period during that time. So it's basically... Anyway, let me finish the houses and then I'll talk more. But the eighth house, this is going to be like your debts, uh, your taxes. This can also be a big spiritual house, like learning more about like the hidden spiritual knowledge. The ninth house is higher learning and education. A lot of people will go like back to school or like will want to study some kind of field or something of that regard around that time. Uh, The 10th house is your career. So anything that pertains to like a career shift, a change, increasing your career. The 11th house is the house of friendship. And this one also talks about like your community at large because this is the house of Aquarius. And then the 12th house is the house of like life, death. That does not mean if you have Saturn in the 12th, you're going to die. Like I need to make that very, very clear distinction. You just might have like a deeper understanding of it. Um, It's also like healing and closure and karma and like the subconscious. So Basically, if you can take a look at like where your Saturn sits housewise, you can kind of expect what you're going to be looking at. And I guess if I could give like any kind of advice before we get into my personal updates, just because I'm feeling like I said, it's been an up and a down. There have definitely been like the Saturn return has not been without its own struggles in many ways, but it's also been extremely rewarding. And I will talk about what I think attributed to that, but I feel like If you look to where this house is for you and you expect to know what's coming up, any misgivings that you have about that, just release it. Like, I know it's very hard to surrender when we want to control. I myself am literally a perfectionist control freak, and it's very hard for me to just let go of things. But the sooner you can let go and fall into it, the easier it is. And I've talked about this on other podcasts here as well. That the sooner you can loosen your grip on what you think it should be like, the easier it's going to be. And even with my own Saturn return, I was so terrified going into it. I was like, oh my gosh, I lived in poverty all of my 20s. Like, I really don't want to go back there. I've done so much work to like change my money mindset. I've done literal years of work to reprogram how I believe about money. And I would give anything to not be in the position that I was in before. And so I went into my Saturn return, like very scared of that. And just because I know what it's like when like, you can't even afford to like go to the doctor or buy a, well, now I use like a cup for my period, but at the time, like tampons or like, there were so many moments where I couldn't afford to do those things. And it's awful. And my heart really goes out to anybody who struggles that way because it was way worse than I think I've ever let anyone in my personal life really know. And Like sometimes I didn't even know where my next meal was going to come from. Like it was like on that level. And now I'm in a place where my enterprise has grown so much. I absolutely make more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And 
I'm like able to do so much more for other people in my life as well as more for myself. And I still have a lot of like weird limiting beliefs about talking about money because I think that people, everybody has feelings about money and I'm never trying to like brag or like, that's just not who I am. I like to share because I like people to know that if it can happen for me, it can happen for anyone. And I think that's something I need to keep reminding myself as I like dive more into this because some of it does revolve around income, but I just feel like the best thing I did honestly leading up to it was I was already working on it. I was already trying to figure out what kind of career I wanted to be in. I was already going through the loss of an entire business beforehand. And that was so hard. It was a business that I'd built for seven years that it was my child, basically. Like, I know that that's maybe an exaggeration. Like, it's not literally a physical child, but to me, it was my baby. It was my work is my self-expression. And to lose that was so heartbreaking. And I'll never forget it. I spent days and weeks underneath my desk just sobbing because I didn't know what to do. And it wasn't until I started to loosen my grip, accept what was happening and start to shift in new ways that honored me and also do the inner work, which I talk about all the time. I have a podcast here called like how to actually do the work because like it's called work because it's work diving into yourself that way is not easy and most people don't want to do it because it's difficult or we haven't been given the tools knowledge or space to do it but that was how I spent the lead up to my Saturn return was working on the inner workings of myself my own beliefs and I feel like that ultimately is really what made the difference it wasn't about how much work I was able to do it wasn't about how many skills I was able to pick up it was about shifting my own beliefs about what I was capable of. And also I will vouch for this forever and ever and ever and ever. And I hope no matter how often or how little you listen to this podcast, the number one thing that I always want to leave you with always, no matter what we're talking about, if I have inspired you even a little bit to put down like the bullshit beliefs about why you can't do what you want to do in life. And like, if I've helped you even a little bit start to question like those old narratives and go towards the things that actually light you up and make you feel good. I have done my job. That's why I'm here. Like I'm an Aries Mercury. I am here to fire you up. That's what I like to do. I love public speaking. I hope someday I get to actually go out there and do it. <laughs> but like this podcast, that's what I do here. That's that's my only mission is I want to fire you up in such a way, the way that I have been fired up by others to follow my own dreams and my own passions and know that you can make a living doing that. And it doesn't mean that you have to work 80 hours a week to get there. I know that there are so many gurus out there that teach it that way that you have to work like something like 10,000 hours on your dream before it can become your job. And it, frankly, I don't think that's actually true. I think that it's all a mindset. And when you really, really, really want something and you really believe that you can have it, which sometimes you have to take time to get there, to get your mind there. Because oftentimes we've been programmed with all these ideas of why that's not a possibility for us. And myself included, extremely guilty of that. 
I literally, the first time I ever told my mom, and I've told this story before, the first time I ever told my mom I wanted to go into film and I didn't want to do English majoring or anything else, my mom literally compared me to one of my siblings. And at the time, my mom was like my best friend, which I wouldn't really say that that's where we are now. Um, We're not like not talking, but it's not like we're not buzzing buddies. Um, lots of growth and healing in that regard. That's a talk topic for another time. But, um, she was the person that I, I went to with everything and trusted with everything. And I told her that I wanted to shift into that because I felt really passionate about it. And she told me that a, I wasn't creative. Like another one of my siblings compared me to another one of my siblings that was like very artistic and creative and like really good at like painting and stuff like the drawing, painting, stuff like that. I wasn't as artistic as this sibling. And basically that I, I couldn't do that. And then also I was told that if I switched my major, um, she wouldn't be able to brag to her friends about it anymore, about what I was doing. So it was all like very self-serving and you can all see, like, I don't need to prove that to you, how like toxic that interaction was. And this is not me trying to put my mom on blast. My mom and I have actually talked about this and like, she has actually apologized to my face about how wrong that was. Um, that's not me trying to put her on blast or anything, or like make y'all think a certain way about her or suggest that you should. But all of that to say, like, I didn't feel like the number one person in my life supported me in doing that, but I felt so lit up by it anyway. It actually created a fire in me to do it in despite of that. And true story. Like I wish I still had the video file, but I actually sat in my bathroom in tears at the time in college in my like bathroom that I shared with like three other people because that apartment was cramped and expensive. Um, Student housing be like, (laughs) and Literally in tears, I recorded myself basically giving myself a pep talk at like 20 years old. Actually, I might have been like 21, but no, I think I was about 20. And I was like, you're going to go out there and do this. Like, you're going to wipe up these tears. You're going to get up off this floor and you're going to make this happen. And even though I don't necessarily feel like I'm a quote unquote film major now, my role in film, even when it went from gaming until now, I've still been behind a camera in one way or another, or like in an editing software or doing something that is related to film. I always felt very passionately about. So, um, why did I fall down that rabbit hole? (laughs) This is what you get when you come to my podcast. We just start talking about the most random shit. Uh, But I guess all of that to say, like, that's all I want to do here is inspire you to go after what lights you up, no matter what people in your life are saying, no matter what people in your life have told you, no matter, like, even if you've been told, like, you can't make a career out of what you want to make a career out of, I guarantee you that you can. And I feel like if you are waiting for permission for some reason, not that I'm the person that should give it to you or needs to give it to you, that should really come from yourself. But like, this is your permission slip. I am giving you permission to fully go and let yourself embrace what makes you excited. If that's what you need is somebody to sit here and reassure you, that's why I'm here. And 
if nobody has told you, I believe in you. And can I just say for a moment also, job security is such a lie, and I will continue to preach this at anybody who will listen. Job security is such a lie. And do you know how many of us will sit and stay in positions that we absolutely hate, that degrade us, that don't make us feel good because, oh, I got to support my family or, oh, I have to do it this way. And I'm not saying that those things aren't real because obviously they are. You don't, I, I would never wish what I went through on anybody, but I'm also living, breathing proof that you can survive. And obviously when like children come into play, it definitely becomes a bigger question. And I'm not telling you to go out tomorrow and quit your job because that's definitely what I did. And I had a really rough time of it for a while. But if it was all taken away from me tomorrow, you better believe your ass. I would do it all over again in the exact same way. Like the life that I live now, I'm so much more free. I have such the ability to create from my heart, which really is what calls to me. I'm able to creates this place where not only I feel very fulfilled in doing what I do and I'm very happy with what I do, but I also feel like I help other people. And that's a big part of my mission. I know that for certain, like a huge part of my mission is to be in service of others in some way. Now that is not everybody's mission. I want to make that very clear. That is not everybody's mission, but I feel extremely fulfilled when I feel like I'm adding value to other people's lives And I think that's on being a sun and moon in the sixth house and a 10th house in Virgo because Virgo rules the sixth house and the sixth house is health and service. So like anything that is related to like wellness, bettering yourself, things like that. And that comes along with like tarot and spirituality, which is what I do now for a living. Um, that is a part of that. That's like why I love living in that like psychology and spirituality thread, because I think it does both. We can get into wellness from so many points from there. But as I was saying, job security is a total lie. I don't know why we all sell ourselves on this. It's not real. Literally, unless you have like laws protecting you, which even still, it might take them more time, but they can still fire you at any point in time. And so why waste another six months of your life somewhere that you don't want to be somewhere that you've never wanted to be somewhere that literally cripples your soul because you feel like there are no other options. I promise you there are other options. And the more you surrender and allow yourself to let the universe, God, your angels, your spiritual team, your higher self, whatever you believe in, the more you allow that part of you to step in and take over, the easier that transition is going to be. And that goes into a whole thread on self-trust, which I need to make an entire episode just on cultivating self-trust, because I think that that is literally the epidemic that is like ruining people's lives is the fact that we've all been programmed by our parents, mentors, the media, the news outlets, whatever, to just literally not believe in ourselves. And all of us question every action that we take. And I promise you there's life on the other side of that. It doesn't mean that I never question myself because I absolutely do, but I have the tools and the skills and the knowledge to bring myself back and to start validating myself instead of looking for it outside of me. And again, I feel like I just need to say these things because I need to show people that it's possible. I'm not special. Like I didn't do something special. I'm not special. I'm literally just like you. I literally started with my own bullshit, my own backstory, my own limiting beliefs, and I have transitioned into something really beautiful. So I feel like I want to start talking about that now. (laughs) Um, 
I want to start talking about that now, what like what we've kind of transitioned into. Um, I hope that kind of gave you some information on like the Saturn return, what to expect, and maybe even fired you up a little to consider some different options for yourself if you feel like you're stuck in a situation that you really hate. Um, And I guess if I could say before we cut into a break, uh, I guess if I could say anything else about this, like as far as the Saturn return goes, just trust it. It's there to help you. You literally go through this transit not to be punished. I feel like people look at it like it's a punishment and it's not. No no matter what, at the end of that transit, three years later, you're going to come out of it a different person. And it's going to be more fulfilling. I have taken several accounts of this. There are so many people in my life that have already exited their Saturn return or have had two of them already. And every single one of them can tell me exactly what happened during that time and exactly how it grew them and changed them and made them different and better. And it's not that you're not great as you are right now. I just want to remind you because I myself went into my Saturn return thinking it was going to be a punishment and it, it hasn't been, like I said, hasn't been easy every single day, but so many good things have come out of it. And I'm grateful that the more I've been able to surrender and fall into it, the easier and easier it has been to kind of find my footing. So, um, anywho, we're going to go ahead and hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be back to talk about updates. All right. So where the hell have I been? (laughs) I feel like is what we really need to start talking about. So I know that the last episode aired like early April and In early April, I want to say that first week right then, possibly, I want to say it was that first week. It, No, that sounds right. I think it actually was on like the 4th of April. I got my COVID vaccine. And I know this is a controversial topic, but I'm genuinely kind of tired of being so quiet about it. Um... Mostly because I think it's actually very okay to be spiritual and also believe in modern medicine, to believe in wellness and also believe in modern medicine. And I don't think there's like, I think there's this weird thing going on where people that are spiritual, not everyone, there are a lot of people that are very pro vaccine that um, are into the spirituality community. Like I know even like Stargirl, the practical witch talked about it. Um, I think maybe on her Patreon, I'm not sure. Um, and even Gabrielle Bernstein, like there are other people that have mentioned this and I just like, I feel like I'd never really felt the need to throw my opinion out there, but I guess all of that to say, like you can be spiritual and also believe in modern science. Like it's okay. And I think that there's so much conflicting information out there that it can be really hard to make that discerning decision for yourself. And ultimately, it was a decision I made for myself. It was my ticket to travel. I was like, you know what? I want to travel. And I feel like that's the way I can do it the safest. And so me and my husband, we got the vaccine in early April. And honestly, it was fine. 
like there was like a little bit of like bleh feelings, but it was like, I've had colds that were so much worse and I'm fortunate that I didn't have a lot of symptoms with it and that my body was able to accept it. Um, not that I have any complications that would not allow that or have ever been present for that, but I feel fortunate because I know there are people that would like to have the vaccine that can't because of allergies or many other extenuating circumstances. So I am grateful that we have modern medicine and technology that allows for that. I felt so much safer traveling, which leads me into uh, right after my second dose of that shot, not like right, right after, but soon after the second dose of my vaccine, I actually traveled for the first time uh, since the panini started. (laughs) And honestly, y'all, this was like the best trip I think of my entire adult life. And when, cause remember I told you, I spent my entire twenties below the poverty line. So when I traveled in the past, I might take like little trips here and there. They were usually always local or they were like half funded by someone else, which grateful, don't get me wrong. Um, my parents own timeshare and they have been gracious enough to like lend that out to all of us kids in my family periodically. And so there have been times where I've taken vacations, but I would stay at a timeshare or something. And I stayed technically at a timeshare this time too, but I've never in my adult life gotten on a plane purely for like pleasure, just to like get on a plane, go somewhere else, travel somewhere else. And like just for fun. And so my 30th birthday was this year. And that was how I spent my 30th birthday. I actually traveled to San Francisco, California, and I had so much fun, even with like everything kind of being like COVID restricted, which I totally respect and understand. Um, Honestly, I felt safer in San Francisco than I do where I live right now. Because where I live, I feel like most people like the panorama, the partridge in a pear tree, it like almost felt like it didn't really exist here. Like, and it did obviously. And I definitely followed all of the regulations, but so many people just didn't. And so I actually felt a lot safer being elsewhere. Um, but it was just like, I don't even know how to explain that feeling. If you've never felt it, I'm a Sagittarius rising y'all. It is like one of my biggest desires to travel the world. Like if I do nothing else before I die, that's all I want to do. Like obviously I want to inspire people. I want to keep like creating and doing stuff the way that I have been. But if I do nothing else for myself, I literally just want to see everything. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Germany. I want to go to Wales. I want to go back to Paris because I have been there once. Um, I want to go to, actually, Australia doesn't really make my hot list, but I would go. Like, I don't know when. It's definitely not at the top of my list. No offense to any of my Australian listeners. Um, Maybe y'all can convince me of why it's so fabulous and why I should go. Um, I'm not saying no. I would love to go to Alaska. I would love to go to Canada. I would love to go to, I've been to Mexico technically, but I would love to go back to like other parts. I would love to go to the Bahamas. I would love to go to the Maldives. I would love, like, I could sit here and do this all day. Like, I want nothing more in my life than to like travel and experience culture everywhere. And oh, especially like Bali. Oh my God, I would love to go to Bali. Anyways. Um, traveling is something that's huge for me. I grew up with a traveling family. Like we had a home base where we lived and I went to school as a kid, but 
like every summer we were road tripping at least around America. And so I grew up a traveler and I didn't always love it back then because we did a lot of like car trips, but I've always seen myself as someone like I've always had big dreams. I've always been like one of these days, like I'm going to fly first class everywhere. Like that's just what I desire for my life. And I'm not quite at that point yet where I can just do it everywhere. (laughs) Um, But I did actually book my first my first ever first class ticket. And we'll talk about that in a little bit because that's important to this update too. Um, But I I, want to go everywhere. So getting to do this was like my first real taste of getting to do that. And like, yes, I have been to Europe and that was incredible, but it was not necessarily on my own terms. I went for business and then I also got to stay extended for pleasure, but I was with company I would have rather not been with. I had a terrible time and some of it was fabulous, but not all of it. I think we've covered this on the podcast before, why it was like not my favorite trip in the world. Um, And so like I've done things and I've gone places, but never like this. This was different and it was different because I could afford to be there. I could afford to be there. Like that was literally the whole thing. Every other time that I have traveled in my life, I could never really afford to be there. Even if the timeshare was paid for and I drove to the location with my own car, I usually had $200 to my name for like just being wherever I was vacationing for like five days. And frankly, that's not really enough to get to explore most places to the fullest. And in San Francisco, I literally was able to do whatever I wanted to do at any given moment. And the freedom that comes with that, again, I'm not trying to sit here and brag to you. That's not my mission. I'm really trying to prove to you that it is possible for anyone, literally anyone. Um, It might take some time to get there and that's okay. Like don't fear the journey, but it was just so magical. Like it was me and my husband and we just spent every day like laughing and having fun and eating really good food and drinking really good coffee. And like, speaking of coffee, I have a decaf cup in front of me. I've actually quit coffee for almost two weeks now. And the beginning was hard, but I'm feeling good about it now. And I'm cool with some decaf and like a matcha periodically. But um, I actually think I've been better without caffeine. It's like I've noticed differences. Um, let me have a sip of this actually. Mm. So it was just like, oh, and my birthday dinner, I feel like I need to talk about this. So y'all saw pictures. If you follow me on Instagram, which if you don't, uh, my Instagram is linked down below for you, but I put pictures from my actual birthday dinner on my Instagram and it was everything it was the best birthday of my life. <laughs> like I, I need to also explain to y'all that I have wanted to be 30 since I probably turned about 21. Like I have wanted to be 30 for so long. I have been looking forward to this year of my life for so long. And ultimately I think it's rooted in like, if I'm being honest with you, 
it's rooted in this belief that people take you more seriously at 30, which I'm not going to lie to you. I actually think that's true. Um, I think when you hit 30, like it's not like everybody just magically starts listening to you, but I do feel like it comes with this weird territory of maturity. And I think that's also an influence of Saturn. Um, it comes with a territory of maturity that I felt like I already had, but I felt like people didn't respect me that way. And I feel like now we kind of don't really have room for excuses if people are being shitty to me. And we didn't really have room for them before. And age really is just a number. But I feel like the way society acts is like we treat people that are in their 30s just differently than we treat people in their 20s. I'm sorry. Like that's just them. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules and I don't even like the rules. But I've wanted to be 30 for so, 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 so long. And it might have even been pre-21, to be honest. I've always been excited to be 30. I feel like so many people in their 20s fear their 30th birthday. And no, I was ecstatic to be 30. And it literally was the best birthday of my life. Like, ugh, I'm going to talk to you about dinner too, because I feel like that experience just needs to be shared. But I want to also say that when I woke up on my 30th birthday, you know how every year on your birthday, and I'm not saying that this is going to be your experience when you turn 30, it might be, but you know how you wake up on your birthday and it literally feels like every other day, like you don't necessarily feel like you're like older or something shifted or something changed. At least I never have. This was the first birthday that I woke up and it was different. I was like, I feel like a different person. Something feels different. Something changed. And that blew my mind. It might have also been like the influence of the city and where I was and what I was doing. It was a totally different experience than I've ever had in my adult life. So it could have been influenced by that for sure. But I felt different. And I have felt different ever since. Um, but this birthday dinner, I need to just talk about it. Shout out to Green's Restaurants in San Francisco. If you ever get the opportunity to travel there, and like you want to go for like a fine whining and dining experience. It is expensive. I'm not like, and I don't even like that word. I hate the word expensive. Like you manifest that money and you go to this restaurant because I want to say the bill because we also did like bottle service and stuff. It was like a $300 bill. It was not cheap. Like it was the most costly dinner I have ever had in my entire life. But worth every penny, worth the entire experience. Not only were we seated right on the water, but the entire restaurant is vegetarian or vegan, which I am plant-based. So this was perfect for me. Everything on their menu could be made like specifically vegan or it was vegetarian. And it's literally like, I literally had like a four course meal. Like there was like a super a salad, an appetizer, the main course and dessert. And we had like champagne bottle service. And like, it was so perfect. Like even the bottle that we ordered, like we ordered champagne bottle service. My husband did. Cause he was like, Chloe, you're 30. Like you've been waiting to be 30 for so long. Like I would never want to do anything different for you. Like this is literally who you desire to be in life. And this is how we're going to like, like he was so on board and we ordered this like really nice, like dry rosé champagne. And my husband and I, if y'all didn't know, we got married in 2013. So we look for 2013 bottles when we can, they get more and more and more rare as time passes because 2013 is more and more in the past. <laughs> but, um, we look for 2013 bottles periodically when we, when we have the desire to like have something and, I literally kid you not, 
uh, she brought the bottle back to the table and it was a 2013 bottle. And both of us were like, oh my God, like literally that's the year we got married. That's the bottle we always look for. It was totally meant to be like, I can't even begin to explain to you how perfect that evening was. Everything that could have happened perfectly just did. Like it was like magic just came together to conspire and give me the best birthday of my life. Um, the food was freaking spectacular. The scenery was beautiful. The dining experience was beautiful. The, like even how they did stuff for like the panini, they sat everybody really far apart. The waiter only checked on us like normally they would be checking on us a little bit more because that's kind of how fine dining experiences are. But um, the waitress was like, do you just want to have like a really slow time? Like, are we just having like a, a fine experience tonight? And I was like, yes. And so she like really paid attention to those cues and did leave us alone unless she saw like empty drinks. And like, oh, it was just, and everything was so good. Like they gave me a birthday cake, but they didn't do that thing where they embarrass the shit out of you and make the restaurant sing to you. They just brought me a cake with a candle and walked away, which to me is the best way to do it. You know, like why don't all restaurants do it that way? Um, but literally best 30th birthday of my life. Like I just, you can see it. I have a picture of myself in front of my cake on my birthday. Um, when that happened and like you can see it on my face like just how happy I am like it was it was so wonderful anyways I feel like I've talked about that for long enough you literally just got like the somewhat play-by-play -play. so I went to San Francisco best experience ever I had so much fun I explored so many places in the city it was lovely one of the best vacation actually the best literally the best vacation I've ever taken um and then when like so didn't really do the podcast for much when I came home because, um, or no, 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 no. I hadn't come home. Sorry. That was in like May. My birthday's in May. I also launched a Patreon in May, which I will link that down below for you as well. If you're curious, I launched, I launched a Patreon in May and it's not that it takes so much work, excuse me, work necessarily. Like it's not too much work beyond what I was already doing. The thing is with Patreon, I kind of have to be ahead of my work and I'm not used to that. Still, I'm not used to it. And it's July. Um, I kind of have to be ahead because I give early access to my videos on Patreon. And if I'm not ahead, like I, it, it just all crumbles and falls apart really, really fast. And my mental health tanks and it's not a good, it's not a good time. So it's like very important for me to kind of keep up on myself in that way with the Patreon and I feel like that ultimately is the reason that I wasn't podcasting is I was still kind of getting the hang of and the swing of things. I do believe that the podcast will be a lot better going forward and I'll talk about why in just a second. But um, with launching the Patreon, like it wasn't that it was so much extra work. It was just that I had to be on top of it in a way that I hadn't previously been. I had to be a little bit more responsible. And as a Sagittarius rising, we are not responsible people. I'm sorry. Like we are, we're responsible where it counts, but like, if you give us free time and tell us we can do things on our own terms, we are not responsible people. Like, Actually, I won't speak for every Sagittarius rising because I think it also depends on where things are in your chart. Like I am responsible, but I am also a procrastinator. I will wait until the very last minute when something can be done. Um, and that's something that I'm working on because I've realized that it really adds more stress to my life when I am like that. So 
The last two things I want to touch on that have kind of shifted that I think is going to be really good going forward is number one, um, I have officially hired an assistant (laughs) Um, and I can't believe it. And she is editing this podcast right now and she is hearing me talk about her and she's a beautiful, lovely being. But um, yes, I've hired an assistant finally. This is something I've needed to do for a long time. And as somebody that is a 10th house in Virgo, a very perfectionist in my career, it's very hard for me to relinquish control. But I have been doing things on my own for so long. Like literally, I have been doing YouTube since 2013, technically. So what is that, like seven years, eight years? I think it's eight years this year. Eight years this month, actually. Um, well, the month that I'm recording this in, which is July, (laughs) um, eight months this year or eight years this month. Um, I've been doing it all by myself, everything from the photography editing for my Instagram, the horoscope work, the picket cards, the Patreon stuff, the podcast stuff. When I did gaming, I was also doing everything for my gaming channel, like literally everything, keeping up with a discord when I used to have one, like I've always done everything on my own. And I finally have gotten to a point where I was able to, I would say it might be like quarter time work. Like I don't even feel like it's fully like part time just because like, it's like a month. I give my assistant like the month's worth of work basically early on in the month. And then she goes through and edits that stuff and puts it together for me and has like specific tasks that I've given her. And, um, it has just like already, even we're like just technically getting started with it right now, even already I feel so much better and like a weight has been taken off my shoulders because she handles like the podcast stuff and she helps me with putting together Instagram things, reels, TikToks, things like that. Um, and then I still do like all of my tarot card stuff and um, all of my like all the stuff that I feel like is my main stuff, like my Patreon, my pick of cards, that stuff is all handled by me. But just a lot of the extra like social media stuff or like extra projects, she handles that stuff. So um, it feels correct. I'm so grateful to finally be in a place where I can do this. I hope in the future, my team only expands. Like I have another friend that I really want to hire out eventually. Um, I just didn't feel like a, I was in the right place or that they were, but, um, eventually I hope my team is able to like grow into even more and I'm able to do even more. Um, that was kind of like my first step in coming back to podcasting as I was like, I can't podcast unless I have somebody helping me do it. Like I just, I can't, it's too much work. Um, but I'm really grateful that I have that now. So that has been a big move. And then speaking of moving, the last thing I want to talk about, I'm moving, I'm moving. I'm moving. It's so like nothing is set in stone yet, but like I'm already calling it in. It's it's happening. This is the thing that I have been manifesting for like three years. It's finally coming together. And um, I'm not going to give any like specific location, things like that, because I just don't feel like it needs to be safe for me, you know, but I will give like a broad perspective. So currently I reside in the state of Utah. Many of you know that. I don't really like saying it. I don't like telling people that I live here, mostly because living here comes with a stigma. Um, And I am not Mormon. And I technically grew up Mormon. I was raised Mormon. And for myself, I'm not speaking for anybody else that is Mormon. I'm not saying that Mormon people are bad people. What I am saying is that church environment was very toxic for me. 
and I don't harbor those beliefs anymore. It took me all of my 20s to overcome what I call like Mormon guilt or what would be considered like Christian guilt. Um, you know, it took me a very long time to come into my own spirituality fully, to express my sexuality fully as a bisexual woman. Um, it took me so much time to overcome all of the trauma that was caused by being raised in that environment. And so I hate saying that I live here. I hate it when people ask me like, oh, where are you from? I'm just like, oh, but I'm really not from here. I've just lived here for the last 10 years. Um, I've been ready to move for a very long time. And I do. I hate saying that I am I live here. I hate it. I hate it when people ask and I hate it that I have to say that it's here. And I hate that my license plate has Utah on it. I hate that my driver's license has Utah on it. I hate it. Um, and that's nothing against y'all Utahans. Utahans, I think that's the, that's nothing against y'all. I think I have met some lovely, amazing people here. There are some friends that I'm going to be so sad to leave behind. Um, and it's beautiful here. That's one thing I will say for Utah. If you ever want to live somewhere that is like, cheap and really fucking pretty come to utah it's gorgeous um if you want to experience religious oppression maybe don't consider that um at least if you are susceptible to that because i definitely was initially but not so much anymore um and again i'm not saying that mormon people are terrible i have friends that are still a part of that faith i have friends that are questioning that faith and i don't think they are inherently bad people but for me, this, the experience was very toxic and I can look at it now being as healed and like, as on my own journey, as I've come to, I can look at it now and I see some of even the good things that being raised in that way, like what that did for me. But I also can't deny all of the traumatic experiences, all of the like family enmeshment that I experienced, the family abuse, I feel like that I experienced in the name of this religious belief. And so, yeah, I just, I'm so excited to leave. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Lots of great things also happened here. Like so many good firsts, you know, I, I got married when I lived here. Um, even though I was technically already seeing my partner before that, um, I've had like a fantastic landlords. I've had fantastic friends. I've had some of the most fun, amazing days and nights of my life here. Like I'm not trying to sell you on this, this idea that like the last 10 years have just been so atrocious and like, fuck Utah. And like, I hope the door hits you on the way out. Like, it's not like that. I just feel like I'm kind of a beyond it. Like living here, it's very different. And if you're from Utah, you know, like, or you've lived here for an extended period of time, it's not like living in the real world. Like living here is like living in a bubble. I feel like, especially like if you live in more of the like Mormon predominant areas, it's like living in a bubble from the rest of the world. And I just feel like I'm beyond that. Like I, and it doesn't mean that I'm better. I'm just ready to experience more. And I took a very long incubation period here. And I'm just ready to go elsewhere. So where are we moving? Um, we're actually going house hunting this month in July. We're going house hunting and we're actually looking in Washington state. So the Pacific Northwest, it is somewhere. Originally, we thought we were probably going to move to like the Oregon area. But as we've kind of looked at things, I've also spoken to like three different psychics on Keen. 
um, which I know that's so random, but all of them literally, even if they were different people, all of them talked about the Pacific Northwest, all of them. And that just really shocked me. I was like, wow, like these, they, like one of them even said Washington specifically. And have you ever had that feeling where you just feel called? I just feel called. I feel called to go there. And so that's, that's the tea. We're house hunting. We're, and my husband is fingers crossed, hopefully going to be remote. Um, if not, then he will be also looking for new work while we're over there. But, um, that's kind of the goal. And we are hoping for an October move. That's like also the goal is the October move. And we're just ready. You know, we're just ready. And I feel like there's opportunity there for me. There is opportunity there for me. And like, I'm just, I'm ready to go somewhere that is just more encompassed in nature than even here. And even though there's a lot of nature in Utah, beautifully put, it's, it's different. It's like foresty over there. And there's also the beach over there. And I know it's not like a beach that you want to go just like sit on and sunbathe. It's definitely more of like a pebbles kind of beach, which is my kind of vibe. I'm not really a beach person. Um, I'm a sit on the shoreline and watch the beach kind of person. I'm not a get in the water and surf kind of person. So it's honestly the perfect kind of beach for me. Um, but you know, we'll have, like, I've lived inland for so many years. Like I never get to go to the beach and also just like being like, I kind of want something that's a little more like not rural, rural. Oh my God. I hate that word. Um, I don't want to be so rural. Oh my gosh. I don't want to be like so in nature that I don't have access to like anything around me necessarily. I don't want that. But I also don't want to be like, like I'm not moving to Seattle. I don't want to live in the city. I am definitely against that. Um, I'm just not a city person. Even going to San Francisco, like the city was way too loud for me. Like, and I know that Seattle and San Francisco are very different cities, but like, I'm too soft for city life. And I openly admit and know that like, it hurts my heart. I can't do the city. Um, it hurts. It hurts too much being somebody that like absorbs energy so easily, even just visiting San Francisco. Like we spent a lot of time in the room because it was just exhausting to even be in an environment like that. Even though it was a great trip and I had so much fun, it was exhausting. Um, so I know I don't want to be in the city, but we're basically going house hunting this month. I'm really excited and I am calling in my dream house. We are in cancer season as I'm recording this cancer season is all about the hearth and home. I'm excited for this new moon coming up, uh, which it will have already passed by the time you hear this, but I'm excited. I'm going to be literally calling in my dream space. And this is the first time in my life that I'm, I'm ready for it. Like, I feel like I can a afford it. I can be I'm just ready. I've outgrown the place that I'm in and it's finally time to grow somewhere else. So really excited. I'll definitely keep you updated on that. Maybe with my newfound freedom of having an assistant, I'll actually get to like vlog for you all on the channel periodically, which is something I haven't done. I swear since like last fall, I haven't vlogged in forever. So um, that is what I have for you in our first episode back. Um, I hope this was, I hope this was interesting. 
Um, definitely make sure you follow me on social media. If you ever want to like suggest podcast episodes, things like that, um, or the Patreon where I will probably be taking more of a poll from the top tier, the cosmic pumpkin tier to ask about podcast topics for y'all. So if you want to like influence these in any way, definitely go and check out the Patreon and, uh, all my links will be down below and I hope you all have had a fantastic spring or I guess technically autumn, wherever you are in the world. And I love you so, so much. Please do not forget when you stand up in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll speak to you all again next week.